This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers. Small, devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 33 is going to be from Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 through 9. A child is not born knowing how to be obedient. It has to be learned. In Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 through 9, the Bible reads, Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Though he was a son. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, the Bible speaking of Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Though Jesus was the Son of God, he is God. In John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Though he was the Son of God, yet he had to learn obedience by the things which he was suffered. He was born as a human child. And as a human child learns and grows, Jesus had to do the same. He had to be born into parents that would teach him, that would train him how to be godly. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, we see how parents are to train their children to be godly. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart, speaking to the parent first. And then in verse 7 it says, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And so in verse 6, the word of God had to be in the parent's heart first. This was the same with Jesus as a child. He had to be trained by godly parents. The word of God had to be in Mary and Joseph's heart first in order for them to train Jesus. He learned from them. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. So Mary and Joseph had to teach him from the time they got up in the morning till the time they went to bed at night how to be godly. Teach them diligently to your children and talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. You see, this is how we train our children to be godly. We have examples of children in the scriptures that were not godly, that made bad decisions. In Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 7, we have an example of Nadab and Abihu. These were the sons of Aaron, the high priest of Israel. You would have thought that being the sons of Aaron, high priest of Israel, that they would have known the scriptures and they would have known to be obedient to God and they would have been raised to be obedient to God. But in Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 7, we find something that Aaron was lacking in. Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people I must be 
glorified. In Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. There's a promise there. This is a proverb that is true in most cases, but there's a promise there that if we raise our children right, they're not going to depart from the Word of God. When they drew near to God, they were not considering Him as holy. Nadab and Abihu brought profane fire, which the Lord had not commanded them. And so they did not regard God as holy. So Aaron fell short in teaching his children how to regard God as holy. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. A child is not born knowing how to be obedient. It has to be learned. In verse 4 of Leviticus chapter 10, it says, Then Moses called Mishael and Ephaz, the sons of Uzel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they went near and carried them by their tunics out of the camp, as Moses had said. And Moses said to Aaron and to Eleazar and to Ishmael, his sons, Do not uncover your heads, nor tear your clothes, lest you die, and wrath come upon all the people. But let your brethren, the whole house of Israel, be well the burning which the Lord has kindled. You shall not go out from the door of the tabernacle meeting, lest you die. For the anointing of the Lord is upon you. And they did according to the word of Moses. So Moses and Aaron and the two other children of Aaron were not even allowed to mourn the death of Nadab and Abihu. God holds parents to a high standard in teaching their children the word of God. And that we are to teach them from the time they get up in the morning till the time they go to bed at night. And the reason for this is found in verse 10 of Deuteronomy chapter 6. After he told them to train them from the time they got up in the morning till the time they went to bed at night, and to train them so much that they see the word of God on the back of their eyelids, verse 8, and to write it upon the doorposts of their homes and in their bedrooms, verse 9. The reason for this is, so it shall be, verse 10, when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of of all good things, verse 11, which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. If we teach our children from the time they get up in the morning till the time they go to bed at night, they will not forget God. They will not forget God's word. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6 will hold true. This is why Moses commanded them to do this, and it's why we need to be teaching our children this way today, because children are not born knowing how to be obedient. It has to be learned. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 through 4, it says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. Notice this in verse 4 again. And fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. What is the training that he's speaking of? It's the training going all the way back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 8, where we are to teach our children from the time they get up in the morning till the time they go to bed at night. And we are to teach them so much that they see it on the back of their eyelids. And it's written on the doorposts of the house and on the gates. It's written on the walls of the house. We love it so much that we want them to be immersed in it every single day, 
every single minute, every single hour of every single day. And fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. This is what it means to bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. If we're going to teach our children how to be obedient to God, then we need to teach them what is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. And we cannot do this if we do not know the Word of God ourselves. The Word of God, the Scriptures, is what's profitable. There is nothing else that is profitable to teach us, to reprove us, to correct us. If we're not using the Word of God to do these things, and if we're not teaching our children to use the Word of God to learn how to be obedient to God, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth, then we are failing as Christians and as parents. Going on over into 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up to themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned unto fables. You see, the world today is turned unto fables. There are fewer and fewer people that are being obedient to God. And if we are not teaching our children by preaching the word of God to them, by teaching them, by being the example for them, by convincing, rebuking, and exhorting with all long-suffering and teaching, then they are going to turn their ears away from the truth and be turned unto fables because that's what they're around all the time. We send them to school to learn every single day, five days a week. Every single week, we do this. And they go to school from 3 o'clock, from, I'm sorry, from 8 o'clock in the morning until 3 o'clock every day, and they're surrounded by people that do not know God and that live in ways that God would not approve of and that speak in ways that God would not approve of. And if we are not surrounding them with the Word of God, immersing them in the Word of God, then the world is going to take them from us. A child is not born knowing how to be obedient. It has to be learned, and we have to be teaching them. We have to be convincing them with the Word of God. We have to be rebuking them with the Word of God. We have to be exhorting them with the Word of God and being long-suffering toward them so that they will not be turned away from the truth, and they will learn how to be obedient to God. They must learn that when they do wrong, they need to repent. Luke 13.3 and Luke 13.5, I tell you, nay, unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. This is something that we all need to understand, that without repentance in our lives, we're going to perish. In Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31, truly this time of ignorance God once overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, for he's appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. And that day is coming. That day is coming like a thief in the night. We don't know when it's going to come. And we need to teach our children when they recognize sin in their lives to be obedient to God and change their lives. Whatever God's word says, we need to follow because God knows what's best for us. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 3 through 11, the Bible says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, 
lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My sons, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. We need to be taught as children how to be accepting of the Lord's rebuke. When we do something that's against God's word, we need to know how to repent of it. We need to know how to come back and not be stubborn children of God refusing to repent because that's going to lead us to the wrong place. That's going to lead us to hell. When we recognize that God is chastening us, we need to be a people that learn how to repent. A child is not born knowing how to be obedient. It has to be learned. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Jesus was not afraid of learning how to be obedient, and we can't be afraid of teaching our children how to be obedient. In verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 12, it says, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son which he receives. If we do not discipline our children so that they would learn how to be obedient to God and require of them obedience to God, then we don't love them. For the whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Verse 7 of chapter 12. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? We need to teach our children how to be in subjection to God, because God chastens whom he loves. And if we're not chastened, then we're illegitimate. You see, God chastens everyone. Everyone needs chastening because we all have sin in our lives. It's whether we receive it properly or we're stubborn and do not receive it. When God says this is the way that it is, and we are stubborn against that, then it's not going to be good for us. In verse 9 of chapter 12 of Hebrews, it says, Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? We need to pay God respect. When he chastens us, we need to repent and say, Thank you, God. You loved us enough to tell us how to be approved of by you. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Going on in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 10, it says, For indeed, for a few days chastened, chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. He chastens us so that we may be partakers of his holiness. And if we do not receive that chastening properly, then we cannot be partakers of his holiness. In verse 11 of chapter 12, it says, no, Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And this is very true. A child is not going to like to be disciplined and trained, but it's for their own good, as is the training of God for all of us today as his children. A child is not born knowing how to be obedient. It has to be learned. Let's all learn how to be obedient to God. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, Small Devotional Tidbits, to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around 
the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.